0: Today's this week's edition of Bible News Radio. Hey, you know what? I am so glad that you, you are there on the other side of that camera and that we're together right now. I hope that you have a have a moment to spend some time with us. Today, what we're gonna do is we're gonna I I actually am going to encourage you. I know you might not go, huh, you know, you're surely encouraging me right now, but I am. I'm gonna encourage you, and I wanna thank you for joining me. Do me a favor. Whatever platform you're on, hit subscribe, okay? If you're on YouTube, your Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, wherever you're at, you're watching us, just hit subscribe, hit the notification thing, and then do me a favor, share this out as much as you can, and if you don't mind, please go over to BibleNewsRadio.com forward, well no, BibleNewsRadio.com, go, go there, yeah, I have to do, yeah, anyway, go there, go there, And subscribe to my email list because that's where you're going to be getting the stuff uh, that I'm not going to necessarily uh, talk about or share here on on the platforms. Because as you probably know, there's a lot of people out there in the big tech who are striking our shows and doing all this. and So a lot of what's going on is kind of, Clandestine under the radar. This is what we're doing. We're hiding some of the content. I don't know about you, but it kind of makes me feel like a, like a little bit of a spy, like a Joshua or a Caleb going into the land, spying it out, and coming back and hoping to get people to go into the promised land. So I want to read you a couple of things here. and and then I want to throw out a question to you because i I really do pray and ask God what I should share. You know what? There are a lot of broadcasters out there. Uh, There are people out there who are screaming from the rooftops. "Is the rapture here. The rapture's here. The rapture's coming. I believe it is. Actually, I have believed since I was a child uh, that I would live to see the rapture. Now, there's a lot of people out there who don't think we should even talk about the rapture, let alone believe it might happen in our day and age. Um, But... I think that if your eyes are open spiritually to what's really going on, um, you can't help but wonder if at any minute we're going to be taking it out of here, believers in Christ. So Dr. Stan Monteith said this when he was alive. He said, bringing you the story behind the story, the news behind the news, hoping to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and illusion is usually king. But in the battle for the survival of Christian civilization, it will be reality and not illusion or delusion that will determine what the future will bring. Okay? I'm saying this again. I'm kind of holding on. I'm carrying a little mantle for Dr. Stan Monteith. (laughs) And the reason I'm doing that is because there's a couple of things. There's a couple of things. Number one, um, reality is usually scoffed at. Right, and there have been things on this show that we've talked about for years, and we've um you know promoted people that I was like highly skeptical of promoting um and all that and yet I have to tell you that if you understand the prince of darkness and what his role is to deceive to el- to de- you know the spirit of delusion a spirit of promiscuity, the, the, all these different spirits that he has out there working his ways, um, then the only way that you're going to be able to discern that spirit is if you have your word and you have the Holy Spirit. I have to tell you, yesterday I have a, a perfect object lesson. Perfect object lesson, I was uh, in a uh, an appointment with a friend of mine, and we were we were actually working on something for me, um, a traumatic thing. I was I was kind of working through some stuff, and really, God's doing this work, right? And and I can't go into it, but what I will say is that I believe that God is setting His people free in ways that you don't necessarily expect. And anyway, midway through my appointment, our internet connection dropped. Literally, boom! Just <laughs> dropped, and I'm 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 like sitting there going. Okay, this is so irritating, and yet it was kind of funny, because my friend and me were like, that was clearly the enemy, the, the enemy clearly did that, he just like, tried to cut it off, and I'm like, okay, whatever. Now, here's here's the other thing I want to share with you, and you might find this a little weird, but Dr. Gary Glum, G-L-U-M, Um, He wrote a book called Full Disclosure, and if any of you want it, let me know. I have a PDF PDF of it. I'm happy to send it to you. This is a book called Full Disclosure, and Dr. Stan Monteith came on my show seven years ago, and he talked about it. Um, Basically, what it is is it's the the behind-the-scenes story of how AIDS, acquired immune deficiency syndrome, was introduced to the homosexual population. Okay, it was a manufactured disease targeting the gay population. Okay, it's, it's the full story. In fact, here's a little blurb from, from this book, Full Disclosure, by Dr. Gary Glum. It says here, every year medical science spends billions of dollars in a desperate search for the cure or cures for cancer. Remember, this was decades ago. And yet, despite the use of increasingly expensive and dangerous technology and drugs, we never seem to get any closer to sparing mankind from our most dreaded and deadly disease. Is it possible that the answer to our prayers about treating cancer has been available to us all along? A gift from nature hidden in the life-giving properties of certain plants that grow wild all over North America? The answer is yes. For more than 50 years, Renee Cass, and that's actually spelled C-A-I-S-S-E, a a nurse in Canada successfully treated thousands of cancer patients with a simple herbal formula that was discovered and first used long ago by the Indians. Renee Cass brewed the herbs into a tea that she called uh, Essiac. And many of her patients and, and their families and friends swore that S.E.X. healing and pain relief powers were nothing short of miraculous. Distinguished physicians from the 19th through 30s until the 1980s have spoken out in favor of S.E.X. value as a cancer treatment. Now, <clears throat> why do I bring this up? You're not dumb. Come on, people, you're not dumb. <laughs> There's a lot of people out there that are blinded. I've had some friends of mine ask me lately. How come nobody can see this? How come everybody can't see this? How come this is so clear to me? How come everybody else can't see it? Well, I'll tell you why. Because they're blinded. They're blinded spiritually. They can't see what's going on. But those of us who are in the light and who are walking by the power of the light, Jesus Christ himself, we can see that everything is falling right into place. And so if... There is evidence and proof that AIDS acquired immune deficiency syndrome, also known as GRID, gay-related immune disease, which was the original name. They they changed it because they didn't want it associated with the gay community. If we can prove that that was intentionally targeted as an experimental drug to kill the gay population, which we can. We have it documented, but nobody talks about it. Why? Because reality is usually scoffed at, right? An illusion is usually king. If you believe everything on the mainstream media, you're never going to, you're, you're going to go nuts because the answers are out there, right? I found this other quote today. Um, when people tell a lie about something, they have to make up a bunch of lies to go with the first one. Mythio, myth, mythomania is the word for it. And this was a quote by Haruki Marakami, Kami, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but but uh, this I actually got from Dr. Romney's workbook on gaslighting and looking at the idea that society <laughs> society and, and gaslighting, in fact, there's a um, Dr. Romney says this, while this is something that cannot be addressed in a workbook, the more we are gaslighted by the world at large, the more difficult it becomes to keep ourselves sane. It's as though the two play off each other. Even if we have our personal lives in order, opening up the news feeds and headlines reveal more and more examples of institutional, governmental, corporate, and media gaslighting. And anyway, if you don't know what gaslighting is, just a really simple definition of gaslighting is basically when the perpetrator, the person who's gaslighting you, is intentionally messing with your reality and convincing you that their reality is, is, is their reality, and it just messes with you. And you're like, wait a minute, did that really happen? And actually, the term gaslighting actually comes from a movie, which was a play. It was actually a play, and then it was adapted as a movie um, where a husband messes with the gaslight at his house in order to screw with his wife's mind, to screw with her. Basically, he messes with her reality. I I am here to tell you that the media as a whole is messing with your reality. Reality is usually scoffed at, right? And illusion is usually king. You know, it's interesting because this this book on gaslighting, which I just, I just got to open it up again here. Um, it begins this way, and I think you'll find this really interesting. There's a quote Dr. Romney uses uh, in, in the beginning, and I'm scrolling back through the first page here because it's a PDF. Noel, or Noel, or maybe it's Noel, I don't know. Noel Coward said this, It's discouraging to think how many people are shocked by honesty and how few by deceit. All right, think about that, okay? Write this down. <clears throat> it's discouraging to think about how many people are shocked by honesty and how few by deceit. In other words, people who are being deceived, they're not they're not shocked by it. But they're like totally shocked by honesty. It's like, "Whoa." <laughs> It's just like, what are, you, what are you talking about? So we, we have this, this stuff going on in the world today. We got the COVID-19, right? We got it. Yeah, we do. And there's a lot going on here. We know that the research, if you actually look at the research, the recovery rates for COVID are astronomically high, 99 point whatever percent in most categories. And yet, and yet, delusion and illusion is king because these people are putting out this stuff in the media trying to convince people that, oh my gosh, I'm going to die if I get this. No, I think what's happening, and forgive me for saying this and being so stinking blunt about it, is that those people who get it, they're being treated poorly, and they're being murdered by the medical establishment. Yeah, I just said that. And a friend of mine, I believe, fell into that category. He was only 49 years old in my networking community. I believe it to the core of me. you know. And what I can tell you is that um, I've never been tested for COVID. I don't have the vaccine, and I feel great. You know why? Because I take vitamin D, zinc, um, you know, and all the other stuff that the the pro, the proven pro, I wash my hands and the proven protocols work. But there's a reason. There's a story behind the story, and the story is that the New World Order. Whether or not you want to believe in the New World Order or not, it's there. These people are evil to the core of who they are, and they want to wipe out a big part of the world's population. That's their goal. That's their goal. You know, Planned Parenthood, (sighs) Margaret Sanger, she did that with, you know, her whole goal was to wipe out the black population. AIDS was targeted to wipe out the gay population. Uh, The concentration camps were targeted to wipe out the Jewish population. Hello, people, wake up. This isn't like a joke, This is happening. If you don't know history, we're doomed to repeat it, right? So I have a question for you. And here's the question. The question is this. Have you ever wanted to see someone set free more than they wanted to be set free? So in other words, have you you ever had a friend or somebody who's been addicted to drugs or let's say they were uh, in a bad relationship and you know, they were captivated by this relationship or this drug or whatever it was. And you're like on the outside, you're like, man, that person just went down that wrong road. And here I'm going to do everything I can to help get them free. But everything that they do is just like, nope, 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 mm-mm, no, uh-uh, nope, don't want to do it. Uh, no, I don't believe you. What? Are, hey, seriously, have you ever wanted that? for somebody be honest put it put in the chat have you ever wanted to see somebody set free more than they've wanted to be set free if you're like me the answer is yes I mean I can tell you uh, being a therapist there are people (laughs) that I've counseled that I've I've just gone lord please help me not want to hit them upside the head because it's so obvious all they gotta do is this and then that and then they'll be set free but they don't do it that's what I'm trying to tell you here um, I can only do what God tells me to tell you, right? And I'm not delusional and I'm not somebody who's like, oh, God's speaking through me. He's doing this, that, blah, blah, whatever. That's not me. I'm not a fear monger. I'm really by and large an exhorter and encourager, hopefully. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. And the reality is, is that as Christians, we should be jumping up and down for joy at everything that's going on right now. I know it sounds nuts to say it, but things are falling into place. And you know what? If you really believe the word of God, if you really believe the word of God, if you really believe it, then we know that these things have to come to pass. We know that people are going to be turning against Israel. Our government has done that. We know that God's judgment has come to America. That's obvious. His judgment's all over the land. And maybe it's because I've just got done reading Jeremiah... And this morning I was reading in Amos and yesterday I read Hosea, (laughs) all the uplifting prophets of old. Um, Then I look at that and I think, wow, you know, over and over and over again, God gave warnings to his people. Hey, come out from them. You know, don't go back to Egypt. (laughs) Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. But because they are comfortable, frankly, hard-hearted and disobedient, they went back. But yet God is still so long-suffering with us he is and so i gotta read you just one thing here then i'll let Bareface um come in i was reading this morning in amos and in chapter two of amos amos was a little sheep breeder okay he was just a guy he (laughs) lived in tokoa and um he predicted this you know he prophesied these things about two years before the big earthquake took place And if you go and you read through here over and over again, you'll see the Lord says, I will not relent from punishing. And then he names the nation. So there's Damascus and he actually lists the crimes, right? He says, I will not relent from punishing Damascus for three crimes, even four. And then he goes down and he says what they are. I will not relent from punishing Gaza for three crimes, even four. And he goes on, he says, he says what they are. Same thing. I will not relent from punishing Tyre. For three crimes, even four. For Edom, for three crimes, even four. <laughs> um, for the Ammonites. Um, and then he lists what their crimes were. Well, he gets to Judah, right? Which is his people. And he says this. Listen to this. Pay, listen to this. This blew me away when I was reading this. This is Amos chapter 2, verse 4 and following. It says, The Lord says, I will not relent from punishing Judah for three crimes, even four. Because they have rejected the instruction of the Lord and have not kept his statutes. The lies that their ancestors followed have led them astray. Therefore, I will send fire against Judah and it will consume the citadels of Jerusalem. Then it says this. The Lord says, I will not relent from punishing Israel for three crimes, even four, because listen to this. They sell a righteous person for silver. And a needy person for a pair of sandals. They trample the heads of the poor on the dust of the ground and obstruct the path of the needy. A man and his father have sexual relations with the same girl profaning my holy name. They stretch out beside every altar on garments taken as collateral in the house of their God. They drink wine obtained through fines. Yet I destroyed the Amorite as Israel advanced. His height was like the cedars, and he was as sturdy as the oaks. I destroyed his fruit above his roots beneath, and I brought you from the land of Egypt and led you 40 years in the wilderness in order to possess the land of the Amorites. And he, and he goes on, and he talks more about the history of what he did. And the re- the rest of Amos lays out some of the other stuff that God you know, he's like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to relent. I'm not going to change my mind about this judgment here. And yet in verse 7 of chapter 3 of Amos, it says, Indeed, the Lord God does nothing without revealing his counsel to his servants, the prophets. Right? Why, why is that important? Because the servants, the pro, the real prophets of God pronounce judgment they were warning them about they were warning the hearer about judgment they weren't saying hey you know what if you just go ahead and tithe five million dollars i'm gonna give you ten percent back blah blah there wasn't any of that in fact if you read some of these prophets some of the stuff that they they actually are rebuking the people for is that exact thing robbing god right and um and so my question is For you, look, God has given you a circle of influence, right? He's given me a little circle of influence and he's given you a circle of influence. And my question is, how many of you have, have, you know, you're like, you're like, you wanted, you want to see people to see the truth, but they are not listening to you. Then you're in good company, just so you know. You're an awesome company if you're trying to get people to hear the truth and they're not listening to you because they didn't listen to the prophets either. So why don't I bring this up? Because a lot of people right now, a lot of the people that I know, Andy Woods and others, they are talking about the rapture being eminent, right? And I believe, I'm only 53, I believe this when I was 14, that I could see the rapture happening in our lifetime. Will it? I don't know. I do not know. But it's very possible because everything is falling into place. Everything that the word of God talks about is falling into place. We live in awesome times, guys. We live we live in some of the most exciting times in the history of the world. Not only do we have the word of God, it's living, right? But we have the ability and the freedom to share the gospel right now like we never have. People are terrified. And yet, you know, John told his disciples in John 14, he said, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And then he talks about how he went away to prepare a mansion for his followers. And he says, hey, basically, I'm paraphrasing. He basically says, in the same way I'm leaving, I'm going to come back jesus is coming back you know the world wants to mock jesus but he is coming back and he'll be on a big white horse just so you know and we'll be with him the rapture will will precede that we will be caught up like that we'll be snatched away like this violent snatching away boom we'll be gone i think personally the world will explain it by saying there's a ufo invasion right? And taking these people who are trying to stop the world, the one world government from taking over. I really, I think that that's going to be the, the alien gospel. I think that's going to happen. Um, but we won't be here to see it. We're not going to see the Antichrist, but I heard something really interesting yesterday. Uh, Pastor James Caddis of um, Calvary Chapel's S- Signal Hill. <laughs> I always say that word wrong. Um, he was talking about how in Israel, they have the anointing oil that's ready. Right now, I happen to know because I've talked to my friends over at Israel365.com, which is a ministry of Jews and Christians together. I happen to know that all the things ready for temple worship—they're ready. We have the heifer; the red heifer is ready. In fact, there's a couple of them, so they've they've done that. In case you don't know what that is, it's a cow; it's a red cow, basically, used for offering. They have they have everything ready. And I was told like two years ago when President Trump was in office that not only was Israel happy that Trump was there because he reestablished the U.S. Embassy there in Jerusalem, but that within 20 minutes, that's what this what, what they told me, within 20 minutes, all they gotta do is give the word that we're gonna go ahead and begin offering sacrifices again in Jerusalem. Within 20 minutes, they'll be they'll be ready. Twenty minutes. That's not long. That's like the opening segment to this show. You know? Um, well, the Biden administration hates Israel. Flat out, hate Israel. Where basically America is flipping Israel off. But here's the thing the anointing oil is ready. Who are they going to anoint? It's not going to be Jesus, it's going to be the Antichrist. So we know, I believe, he is alive today. I believe this for a while i don't know who it is and the thing is is you find out who it is then you probably been left behind because he's not supposed to be revealed until until we're taken out right so (laughs) so so what happens the rapture and you know yes i am pre-tribulation which doesn't mean i'm anti-persecution let me explain that really quick pre-trib basically means we're taken out before the big tribulation comes if you read the book of Revelation, the first, chapters, the first three chapters mention the church. Right after chapter three is over, there's no mention of the church anywhere. And yet all the judgments come after that, and Jesus comes back on a white horse with his people. And by the way, what's really cool about that is we all become expert horse riders, number one. <laughs> and... We just get to sit there and watch Jesus, like, wipe out his enemies in in the Battle of Armageddon. <laughs> I mean, really, we don't even do anything. We're just, like, we're just there watching it, you know? So that's going to be kind of cool. Um, it's, gonna, it's not going to be cool for the enemies of God, but it's going to be cool for us um, and all that. So, look, read the Word of God. Study it. Share it with people and don't, and stop reading one verse out of context. Okay. That's not helping you any read chapters. You know, I have friends right now. I'm asking to read me chapters of the Bible. I've messaged a lot of you and I've said, will you please read this chapter for me (laughs) and send it to me on audio? You might like, why? Because hearing it for, for me, if I can hear it from other voices, it's easier for me to internalize and memorize. Um, and a lot of the audio Bibles out there are, you know, I don't really care for them, so I love my friends. I like, hey, you know, if, if I've emailed you and said, "Will you read me this passage?" Just read it and send it to me. Uh, if I, if you want me to read you a passage, I'd be happy to do the same thing back. But anyway, um, okay, we have some other news. But Randall, I wanted to bring you on and ask if you have anything you want to comment on, and just say hi to everybody in the chat room as well.
1: <laughs> Hi, everybody in chat room. Yeah, I do have, uh, I'm going to try to make this quick because we're like, um, you know, 20 some odd minutes in, nearly half hour.
0: <laughs> we can go longer. It's our show. We can do whatever we want. True.
1: But uh, although I stayed in bed until seven o'clock this morning, I was awake around four thirty, four twenty something. I remember looking at uh, my phone. Anyway, the the phrase came to mind not by works of righteousness which we have done. I thought, well, that's that's in Titus somewhere. I know I can't tell you which chapter, but I had to look it up. I confess, I had to search for it. At least I knew the book, but Titus chapter three. And so, in this spirit of Thanksgiving, I wanted to talk about uh, something to be thankful for.
0: Are you going to take? me yeah. off okay good
1: <laughs> yeah well, i just wanted to make so fast he transition. Did that. boom i was gone people <laughs> anyway so uh, it, it's good that scripture is divided, divided into chapters and verse it helps us to reference things but sometimes it it's not good because it breaks the the thought train uh, of the writer and the flow of it and this is one of those cases where you know, the end of chapter 2 and the beginning of chapter 3 belong together. Paul didn't write his epistles in chapters and verses. They were just long letters. And, you know, they have been divided into chapters and verses again for, you know, referenceability. Um, anyway, so I'd like to um, read the end of chapter 2 and the beginning of chapter 3 so we get the context of it. Lord bless the reading of your word. for the grace of God that brings salvation is appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that we, he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own people, zealous for good works. Speak these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one despise you. So Paul is writing to this, this pastor uh, in the Mediterranean, uh, Titus. And here's this great um, this um, praise, really, and declaration that... Salvation has appeared to all men, not just some, not all get it or receive it, but salvation has appeared to all men. That is, that um, the mercy of God extended, and there is a way out of, of the moral mess that we're in. Anyway, and he instructs Paul, writing, instructing Titus hey, remind them of this, that Christ is coming and uh, because of that we ought to live soberly in this present age that is you know awake not intoxicated with uh, mainstream media selfish pursuits or anything like that but to be you know be have an internal mindset not looking to things of the earth but looking unto Jesus the author and finish of our faith to borrow from uh, the the epistle to the Hebrews but anyway, let me, um, but um, the, the the admonition is not that, that Christ is just our example of, of do-gooders, and we should follow that example. No. Um, going into chapter 3, remind them, Paul writes, to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one. To be peaceable, gentle, showing humil- all humility to all men, for we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Um. Anyway, yeah, I was gonna bring up a translation thing, and anyway, I would might translate as being uh, being uh, odious, just. Just our conduct, not instead of being full of hate, because that's covered in hating one another. But the hateful is is more our condition. It's like disgusting. (laughs) Right. Disgusting people we are and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the holy spirit whom he poured out to poured out on us abundantly through jesus christ our savior that having having been justified by his grace we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life and this is the faithful saying these things i want to affirm Constantly that those who have believed in God should be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable men. All right. Not going to turn this into a sermonette. I really want to, but I will restrain and, and just encourage you, uh, if you know the Lord, if you've received Christ, the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus, your, uh, is your master, your savior. It's, it's, it's by his grace that you've been saved, but that's not just a get out of hell free card. Um, it's by the, the regeneration, renewing the Holy spirit, which he has poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ. Uh, and we've been justified, set right in good standing with God by his grace, we should become heirs according to hope of eternal life. That's what we've gotten, and our focus should be on there. We're not heirs of this world to inherit our, build our kingdoms and get our new cars and get our whatever the prosperity gospel would teach us. We are heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Our home is not here, and the, that that gratefulness of that great gift of salvation being redeemed set right with God be given the holy spirit abundantly that we might live a life please god we should live that life and for those who haven't received the lord who have not surrendered themselves themselves to him don't look to him as just the great moral example that you know the great teacher whatever is as as Jesus lived we should live no we can't it's not according to you know, works of righteousness which we have done, because our righteousness is a filthy rags, says the Scriptures. And um, yeah, all right, and then <laughs> <laughs> wrapping this up, I really am. Um eh,
0: it's okay. We can go over. It's our show. We can do what we want.
1: All right, but um,
0: so YouTube or whoever kicks us off.
1: Right, but um, it's not by works of righteousness. Again, that doesn't mean should we sin that grace may abound. God forbid, borrowing from Romans chapter seven, right? Yep. Um, uh, we can't earn our, we can't earn salvation. We can't earn favor with God. That's been given. That's been bestowed to us as a free gift of uh, through what Christ has done. And he has poured out on us abundantly the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ, our Savior, not apart from, not, but through its relationship with Christ, through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that we, the Holy Spirit, is given to us, that we might live a life that we would be going back to chapter two. People zealous for good works, um, and that's what's going to that separates the believer from the rest of the world is this zealousness. Um to live a life pleasing to the Lord. What does that look like? We well, you just ask him, what, if, it, if I said this, would this please the Lord? If I did this, would it, would it please the Lord? Or if I thought this, would it please the Lord? And so do the Spirit, and you will of the Spirit reap eternal life. So the flesh, shall reap things of the flesh. But anyway, I'm thankful for, for the, um, what Christ has done, and I'm looking for the glorious appearing of our great god and savior jesus christ and sooner than later i believe
0: yep all right and you know what here listen to this here the world is looking to i'm going to share something with you normally i wouldn't share this but whatever who cares i'm amongst friends right okay so you guys know i don't watch tv I really don't. I'm a weirdo. I, for the most part, I don't watch TV at all. I watch YouTube. Usually I'm listening to music, I'm learning about narcissism and other things. But I don't usually watch TV because there's so much crud on it. It's just like, eh. but you know, uh, a couple of days ago, I was going through Netflix and I happened to find this show called The Good Place. All right. Now, I'm not recommending you watch this unless you really want to watch it. I'm not, you know, advocating saying this is the greatest show in the world. But it caught my eye because I was like, what? well, what's this about, right? So it basically starts out with, with these people who die. They end up in the good place. And, and it's this whole thing where, you know, they, they basically, they're paired with a, soul, a soulmate and anyway, this, the, the lead character ends up being in the good place, even though she was supposed to go to the bad place. Now, of course, as a Christian, especially an apologist, um, you know, knowing what I believe, why, defending a Christian worldview, I found this very interesting. Because as you watch the show, and it's been on since 2017, apparently, so I'm, I'm kind of a latecomer to it. But as you watch it, you really find out that they're actually in the bad place, <laughs> H E L L. And the demon guy is, you know, it basically shows how he's he became good a little bit and basically how they're trying to reverse these humans. They were too bad. And when they died, so they sent them back to Earth so that they could become good better, so they could ultimately end up in the good place. <laughs> it's really stupid. But also pretty profound because in this whole thing, I'm watching the show the writing is very clever, but what's really interesting is that there's no mention of Jesus. There's, there's, and, and yet the characteristics of the eternal beings, they got demons, they got this, they got that, uh, in a, the whole show is about how can these people go to the good place, right? And, and it's basically by this point system, which, you know, is weighing, you know, your works. And I'm, I'm, I'm watching this, and I'm thinking, and then moral ethics is really kind of one of the things that they they're kind of pushing through the whole thing. And there's this thing in there, um one episode where uh, the demon basically brings to life the the ethical dilemma. Now, when I was in grad school, I had to take ethics. And one of the things that, you know, well, what would you do if you were on a train and you know, there was five people on the track but if you knew you killed one you'd save the other four what would you do (laughs) well (laughs) or what if you knew you could kill a healthy person and save five people with all their organs i mean these are the ethical dilemmas well anyway they they bring them to life in this in this show and it's funny to me because they they don't look at who is all good they don't they don't bring in the whole salvation method with message, which is what we believe. Jesus died once for all, right? He's the perfect spotless lamb of God, takes away the sins of the world. And all we had to do is receive that gift to as many as received him to them. He, he gave them the right to become children of God. Not everybody who is, you know, not everyone is a child of God. People like to say that we're all creations of God. We're not all children of God. John 1 12 says that. Okay. So, but this show is interesting because this is shown into the culture, right? And a lot of people who don't know Christ are going to watch this show and they're really going to seriously think this is how they're going to get into the quote good place, which ultimately really is the bad place. And um, anyway, so if you really want your mind you know if you really want to see how crazy people think watch the show <laughs> anyway um well,
1: uh, it reflects just about every right. religion and philosophy except christianity right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's got hinduism it's got islam in it it's got humanism in it it's got you know A lot right. of everything except <laughs> christianity certainly not biblical christianity Anyway, back yeah. to
0: you. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so let's look at some headlines. So there's a couple of things here. Um, do you have the video pulled up of the pastor?
1: Uh, not quite yet.
0: Okay. So I'll I'll set this up. So Julie Roy, I can thank for this, she is, she, she uncovered this story. I don't know about you guys, but this is one of the things that fries me to no end. Uh, Julie Roy's posted this a couple of days ago and, uh, titled, Pastor Tells Men the Best Person to Rape is Your Wife. Um, this is, quote, Pastor Dr. Burn Burnett L. Robinson, Senior Pastor of Grand Concourse Seventh-day Adventist Temple in New York City. Okay, we're going to play you the clip, but I will tell you, breaking news, he has just resigned, praise God. Um, doesn't mean he he really wanted to resign, but he there's so much kickback from this story that he— basically resigned and here's what i would ask i would ask number one you pray for his poor wife because this man once you hear what he has to say i mean he actually said husband's the the the, the he well he actually you know he will we'll hear him yeah the best person to rape is your wife he actually said that which tells me he's raped his wife okay i bet 100 million bucks on that um this is the type of man who, you know, the Bible, you know, an eye for an eye, you know, (laughs) Just this just angers me to no end. Um, And yeah, there's a reason I'm bringing this story up, not just because it angers me to no end, but um, it's such a prevailing thought today in the church um, with some of the flat out unbiblical teaching that's out there. So, okay, so I think Randall's got it pulled up. So here we go. By the way, this video clip has been removed from the church's website, um, but somebody, of course, grabbed it. So you know, once it's online, it's hard. Just so you know, you know, be careful what you put online because somebody will take it and hold it against you for the rest of your life. In this case, this is a good thing to be held against.
2: Wives, you must submit yourself to your husband as unto the Lord, and in matter of submission, I want you to know upfront ladies, that once you get married, you are no longer your own. You are your husband's. You understand what I'm saying, Carly? Besides that, because I saw in court the other day on TV where a lady sued her husband for rape. And I would say to you, gentlemen, the best person to rape is your wife. But then now it has become legalized rape. I don't understand. Oh, you belong to somebody, and they are, all
0: right. Yeah. Randall, you know your sweet, lovable wife. I probably shouldn't say anything because, you know, the Bible says to be very careful of what I say, but you're the man. Why don't you address this?
1: Um yeah, this is <laughs> problematic on so many levels. And it is it's preaching like this that gives the Bible and Christianity a bad name. Yes, the scripture does say wives submit to your own husbands as unto the Lord. That's a that's a whole that's packed with a whole lot of stuff. First, it's it's not all women are subservient to men everywhere, but husbands, but women you know wives to their own husbands, not all husbands, their own husband, and as unto the Lord, as you would submit unto the Lord, if the Lord is wants to, if, if the Lord wants to uh, you know do something illegal or immoral, which he never would. Uh, you know, you're not supposed to. Um, um, yeah,
0: okay, I hooked it back up just so you know. I unhooked my mic by accident, people.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah, wish knowing you're gonna do that.
0: It was an accident. How would I know it was an accident? All
1: right, anyway, so and yes, the scripture does say. 1 Corinthians 7 talks about the husband and wife relationship and tells us that the wiser body not your own, belongs to your husband. But it also says, husband, your body is not your own, belongs to your wife. There is a mutual submission uh, and and there's a, and wives in terms of submission is as unto the Lord, unto godly leadership, not into, unto immoral Uh, It's not a, it's not carte blanche to, you know, whatever whatever my husband says, whatever he wants to sell drugs, I have to submit. I'm a Christian woman. I'm a Christian wife. My, you know, husband wants to, you know, wants to watch porn. So, you know, I have to do that because that's what a good Smith. No, that's what a, that's what a, um, broken wife would do uh, a woman in bondage would not yeah would submit to those things um, and 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 rape is one of those things just as if watching porn dealing drugs or whatever uh, rape is illegal and that's forced you know sexual intimacy and yes it is possible I'm glad for that woman that went to court and sued her husband for rape because that's a crime against her. Um,
0: right. And do you know how much courage it takes for a victim of sex abuse to come forward? First of all,
1: no doubt. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know firsthand. No, you know, like,
0: right. But no, my point is, is that so many victims of sexual sex crimes never come forward. Mm. And I bet a million dollars that this guy's raped his wife. Oh, wouldn't surprise I, me. What a, you know what? Is his
1: wife's name Claudia? Because I caught that time. Do you know what I mean, Claudia? It sounds like That's what he, I don't that's know, what he I said. Don't,
0: I don't know, but I think the reaction from the congregation was also very troubling. You know, um, I, I will tell you one of the things that I think is happening spiritually. Is I think that God is judging and cleaning out the church. Oh yeah, big but time.
1: Peter tells that, and right? Peter tells us that. And
0: but I think this, and, yeah, this the, is a tie-in. the
1: house of God,
0: right? And um,
1: as it did in the days of Messiah when She walked this earth, um, that right. was it. Was about cleaning. It was about cleaning house. It wasn't cleaning up, you know, the world and organized crime or anything. It was cleaning up the house of God. And that's what God's about, you know. As Paul writes to us in First Corinthians chapter five, I feel like a Bible answer man. Anyway, uh, which I'm not.
0: You're my Bible answer man. Um, yeah, you are. Just Cute there's, little.
1: You know, I'm, these <laughs> things are coming to mind. I'm not making this stuff up. You know, those who are outside, God judges. We're not supposed to judge those who are outside. God judges them. Right. It's up for it's to for people who call themselves brothers and sisters. Part of the body of Christ. It's up to them to judge those who are on the inside, those who are calling themselves. I mean, read Jude. I'm, uh, right. You know,
0: but you know what? Let's not forget, Mag Read the
1: Gospels. Nagme
0: Abedini, um, Panahi, mm. rather, was on our show a few weeks back. Okay. I actually got some critical feedback from some of my people that listened to the show because, well, you know, she came out and she exposed Franklin Graham. Mm. Franklin Graham. Okay, For advocating her getting back with Saeed, who, is, who had been raping her and trying to kill her numerous times. Okay, I'm sorry. Any man that advocates the abuse of a woman and, call, and claims they're a Christian and all that, God be, I, I don't want to stand, I you, I will not stand near you because God's, you know, and I, and I hate to say it, but there's going to be a day of judgment. We're all going to be standing before the Lord. I'm, I'm going to tell you, if these people are genuinely saved, God have mercy. If they're not, God have, I mean, if they're if they're not, well, then, you know, they get their, their just due. But what I will tell you is abuse is never acceptable, ever. And you know what? It really fries me <laughs> because... <laughs> so much of this stuff and you know a lot of the the christian lead women you know, the celebrity women out there like beth moore and others you know i can understand why they flip out on twitter constantly and and they're doing stuff i wouldn't be them personally but i understand why they're upset with the uh, the patriarchy and i will say one thing and i and and i know this for a fact Fortunately, I've never experienced, but I can tell you abuse within the homeschooling community is rampant, and I will tell you abuse of women in the homeschooling Christian community is rampant, and I know this because there's so many bad teachers of stuff in that community that basically teach what this scumbag uh, was teaching. Basically, the woman is property. Anytime the man wants sex, he has to give it to her. You know, let's get pregnant. You know, literally, the the stereotype being barefoot and pregnant in your kitchen is a stereotype for a reason. It's because that's the type of BS that has been propagated on women. I know women in my audience, and you know who you are, and you know I love you, who have been victims of that. Right? I mean, ugh. You know, I'm a very blessed woman. I have Randall as my husband. He's one of the kindest, sweetest, gentlest men in the whole entire universe. I don't deserve him, really. But what I will tell you is that if everybody had a husband like mine, we wouldn't have this type of thing going on. And you know what's really sad is that evil men let it happen. The abuse in the church is so rampant. You know, I mean Calvary Chapel, I was reading something earlier today Calvary Chapel uh there are pastors who you know what they do it's It's not just the Catholic Church that abuses people, it's all over the place, you know, and so I don't know you want to say something uh,
1: that's uh, <sighs> just to go to your point, and that's the failure of and the lack of a real men in the church the, the evil men allow this to go on uh, well, evil men perpetrate it and and quiet men um uh men without chests right, <laughs> backbones, allow it to go on, and that is scripturally speaking, and because spare all the chapters and verses we maybe do maybe I should do a study on it sometime, but it is the role of the man. I'm just gonna say, well, look, look at Deuteronomy chapter six, look at verse seven. anyway, it is it's the it is the duty, of the man, to be that protector, to be the guardian, to be the zakar, the remembering one, who is responsible for the spiritual welfare of his house and and the house of God. That's not to say, man, are the only one that can teach. We're not going to get into all that, but but. Men are the ones to step up when that stuff is going on and shut it down. Go, go read the epistles to the early church. And what we're just reading in Titus, he talks about those who are, you know, even raising disputes about genealogies and considering a lot of this is shut that stuff down.
0: Right. Well, in the sexual abuse of children, okay, the sexual abuse of children is, is rampant in our society. Because the men haven't spoken up. I agree. I mean, it's true.
1: And it, because of fatherlessness, either mm-hmm. either physically absent or emotionally absent, I think has contributed to the environment in which children um, are more easily abducted, etc.,
0: well, I just read in Amos, one of Israel's crimes was basically human trafficking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just read it in Amos, okay?
1: Nothing new under the sun. There's
0: nothing new. It's, uh, it's, it's in the Bible. It's gotten
1: worse. <laughs> if, if you just
0: read it. But they don't like to read those parts, right? Um, all right. One last story here. Um, actually, there's two stories. We're probably going to go over a little, just so you know. So hopefully you can stay for the rest. But I also wanted to tell you, there is an article over on libertycouncil.org. Titled, Military Under a Microscope and Federal Employees Entitled to Religious Exemption. Okay, this is, this is a big issue concerning um, military, and I'm just going to give you the short version here. Um, two days ago, on November 22nd, they wrote, Today in our Navy Seal 1 versus Biden case, Federal Judge Stephen Maryday ordered each branch of the military to file a Detailed report every 14 days beginning January 7th, 2022. The order also stated that the federal executive orders regarding federal employees and civilian contractors expressly require religious exemption. Um, And then it says, Judge Mary Day wrote that the military plaintiffs claim that the accommodation process is a ruse or ruse are quite plausible under the federal Religious Freedom Restoration Act. This is refer. I mean, what I will tell you is if <clears throat> you're interested in learning more about that, I guarantee you Janet Parshall on her show in the market with Janet Parshall is going to have her husband, Craig Parshall, on the show talking about it, the Refer Act. The, he's an attorney. You can go listen to him talk about it. Um, but, the, but the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, because the reports filed by the military branches thus far revealed not one Not one, not one of 16,643 requests for religious accommodation have been granted and hundreds have been denied at the first stage, including one denied at the appeal stage. Pay attention to that, okay? So over 16,000, almost 17,000 military people have filed for a religious exemption for the COVID thing so that they don't have to be vaccinated and not one, person under the biden administration's uh thing has been given exemption you gotta ask yourself why people i'll tell you why because they're trying to kill us that's why that sounds crazy but it's true not only that check this out did you want to comment
1: well well uh, i said months ago that I was grieved that a religious exemption was the way out. You're making it a religious issue, not just a common sense issue. And, and right. <laughs> I don't want to subject my body to untested, unverified, and, you know, experimental uh, gene therapies. I mean, that's not that's not a good enough exemption. They, You know, the government allowed this religious exemption thing. I lamented that that it was turned into a religious issue. Uh, Instead of just a common sense and caution issue. Uh, But now hearing that 16,000 of these have been denied.
0: Almost 17,000.
1: Whatever. um, And this, and not every person in the military is a soldier. Um, I I don't know about, but it could be whatever. Um, But... I'm beginning to wonder if this is a way to identify, quote, the enemies of the state or, you know, enemies of the new world order. And not only, you know, you can just say they can keep, I, mean, I guess it'd have a record who was vaccinated or not, but the fact that you come out and file a religious exemption, no, know, you're one of those. And, and the, and the gospel of Jesus Christ is... I'm an enemy the, it,
0: of the state if this is what they want to do to me. me, Stacy Lynn Harp, here I am in Tennessee. I am an enemy of the state, just so you know. You can it, go it, back. It's, it is me. You go back,
1: me. not just uh, 2020, you can go back to the first century. And the gospel of Jesus Christ, of Yeshua Messiah, has been the greatest obstacle, the greatest opposition to tyranny and and communism everywhere and so anyway i'll i'll stop there
0: so i heard a message this weekend um i'm not going to say where it was from because i don't want to promote these people but what i will say is that somebody i respect referred me to it and one of the one of the messages one, one of the, the things that w- was brought up regarding the vaccination, the non-vax thing, is, the, and, and this is where I stand, okay? Follow your conscience. If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. If you don't, don't. But the government, nobody should be forcing anybody to get vaccinated, period. Okay? Period. But here's the thing. We need to love one another. We need to... Love one another with whatever choice we choose, right? Amen. So it's like, okay, um, uh, one of the dearest people in my heart, in my life, that I would love forever, I actually just told her recently, if, you know, I, I told her, and she's been vaccinated, I said, look, if you ever need anything, ever, you need anything, and it requires me to get vaccinated, I will be there in a heartbeat for you. And I will. I would do it. I would essentially, in my mind, lay down my life to get vaccinated for her because the vaccine could kill me. And that is a reality. Um, it's done very, I mean, there's <laughs> thousands of people, probably close to a million people who've been injured by this vaccine, right? Just because you haven't been doesn't mean I won't be, right? So it's it's a, it's a rule. It's, it's it's a Russian, you know, roulette. That's okay. I don't know if I'm going to, you know, um, but the point is, is that this message I heard <clears throat> was basically talking about how it's tied into your conscience and faith, right? And the passage that they used had to do with, um, you know, hey, you know what, if if a young... If, if Romans 14. Romans 14 and some others talking about the meat that you eat or the vegetables that you eat. Basically, they applied it to the mask mandate and vaccines. Okay, so... If I don't want to get vaccinated, but I'm in a community where people are vaccinated um, and let's say they require I wear a mask, why should I complain about wearing a mask? Just wear the mask because I love them and I care about them as people, um, not because I'm right. And what this pastor said you know, he, he said, you know, when you begin to categorize people, you only do it so that you don't have to hear the other side. And it's true because part of the, um, way to divide and conquer is to set people up against themselves. Right. I mean, do you know, there's something like 30,000 plus denominations. (laughs) I mean, it's ridiculous how many denominations exist in the body of Christ. Um, but you know, it's like, Hey, if, if, you know, this is required for this, then this will be, you know, as long as I don't have to get vaccinated, I don't have a reason to, but I have friends and some of you are watching. I have some, some of you got vaccinated because your children said, if you, if you don't get vaccinated, you can't see your grandchildren. So you loved your grandchildren enough to get vaccinated, even though it went against what you believe personally. Some of you have paid a price for that. You know, um, I know people who've been injured almost died. I have a friend that died because of how they were treated. The point is, though, that this isn't a salvation issue. Um, It's a love issue. Love one another, right? Um, Hope, you know, faith, hope, and love, right? Faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. What is love? Look at 1 Corinthians 13. It's patient. It's kind. It's, you know, doesn't provoke. Uh, Believe me, there's a lot of provoking going on in the body. Um, All this, you know, it it doesn't change your salvation if you're going to get vaccinated. You're not going to get vaccinated. It might change your health and it could kill you if you get vaccinated. But there's people that are like, hey, I got vaccinated. It didn't do anything to me. Good. There's people out there that believe if you're unvaccinated and around a lot of vaccinated people, that's going to shed on you and you could get sick. The bottom line is vaccine doesn't prevent you from getting COVID either way. Right, doesn't matter. What bothers me though is this next story, and this is part of the reason that I've had some serious issues with this whole pandemic thing because it's it's a planned, pandemic, um, and and we need to look at Australia now. Randall and I. Randall came home from his workout this morning and told me about this. I Googled this and couldn't find anything on Google. Randall's like, "Go to DuckDuckGo." <laughs> i didn't poof there they were (laughs) so um maybe it's blocked on my google feed i don't know but um there's there's an article i think i'm gonna read the first one this is from armstrong economics titles is australia preparing concentration camps for the unvaccinated um i'm not gonna read the whole thing but we'll just start it says here uh rumors are swirling on the internet Uh, that the Australian Army is hurting the unvaccinated population into, quote, quarantine camps. The Army is not currently hunting down the vaccinated yet, but there is a suspicious amount of funds going toward these quarantine facilities. The Guardian has reported that $130 million was recently invested by the Northern Territory into the Howard Springs quarantine camp. Howard Springs was designed as a fly-in, fly-out workers camp, but the mainstream media is reporting that the camps will become redundant as home quarantine pilot programs have begun. If that were true, why is the government continuing to invest in Howard Springs? The Northern Territory hosts two main quarantine camps, Howard Springs and Alice Springs. Their website describes what those housed in those facilities have experienced a person in quarantine must stay in the person's allocated room including on any veranda space allocated to the room unless permitted by authorized officer when not in the room or on their veranda residents must take All reasonable measures to stay at least one and a half meters away from any other person in the quarantine facility except for the person's spouse, de facto partner, child or parent, and wear a face mask when outside their room unless an authorized officer permits the person to remove the face mask and comply with any directions given by an authorized officer to avoid people congregating in a quarantine zone and must not leave the quarantine zone in which the person's allocated room is located unless the person is escorted by an authorized officer except in an emergency You are not able to share or hand over physical objects to residents who are not your family members. COVID-19 lives on surfaces, so you must not give items, toys, food, activities, or play games like cards with people outside your family. Quarantine facility staff will remind you about wearing your mask, staying on your veranda, and physically distancing through information in your resident booklet. By sending you SMS reminder texts and verbally in person if we see you are not following the direction, etc. blah 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 blah. Okay. All right, so that was posted today. There is another article over on the Epic Times, and that's E P-O-C-H-Times, the Epic Times, titled Top Australian Official: We're transferring COVID-19 patients to quarantine camps. Okay. Australian authorities are removing COVID-19 positive patients and residents in the Northern Territory to a quarantine camp in Howard Springs after nine cases were identified in the community of Binjari, according to a local official. Hard lockdowns were implemented in Binjari and nearby Rock Hole on November 20th, according to Northern Territory's chief minister. Residents of Binjari and Rockhole no longer have the five reasons to leave their homes, Chief Minister Michael Gunner said in a Facebook post dated November 20th. Australia's five allowable reasons for people to leave their homes include going to work or school, buying food or supplies, exercising, caregiving, or getting vaccinated. Officials have identified five additional close contacts and borough lula that had not previously been known to us they have all tested negative and they are being transferred to howard springs blah blah whatever anyway the point is you guys aren't idiots you kind of got get the point the point is they're
1: tested negative and they're being transferred to the quarantine
0: (laughs) in the world of leviticus the book in the old testament people who were quarantined were sick just so you know. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's funny. Alex Jones, many years ago, was talking about how there would be quarantine camps here in America. Australia is kind of like America. I mean, demo- I mean democratically and, and governmentally and stuff. I have friends that live in Australia. I've visited Australia. I think it's a beautiful country. But the government, <laughs> if they're doing it there, it's possible they can do it here. Right? So again, you have to ask yourself, and this is not me fear mongering, but you have to really ask yourself, what are you willing to do here? What is love for your brother? What does it really look like? If you were told and, and the whole contract tracing thing happened, right? And and it's going on. I will tell you, I was in a Bible study Monday night. There was a lady in there, she was I believe she was in Bermuda. She's in quarantine for 14 days by herself, in a room by herself. Uh, and I don't think she had COVID. I think she, she's in quarantine because she was exposed or something. But she's in Bermuda. I don't think she lives there either. I think she was trapped. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know if she lives there or not. But, but she's in a room, quarantined for 14 days. She can't do anything uh, in Bermuda. I have another friend that recently went to France. And she is vaccinated. She was telling me that um, she, oh, it was so easy. I just went and I showed them my card thing, just scanned it on my phone. I was able to travel all over France with no problem. It's like, okay. But what about those of us who aren't vaccinated? Will we not have that right? Probably not, right? Because we're an enemy of the state. (laughs) So you got to ask yourself, why? Is this happening? You know, and getting back to the beginning of my show where I talked about bringing you the story behind the story, the news behind the news, hoping to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and illusion is usually king. But in the battle for the survival of Christian civilization, it will be reality and not illusion or delusion that will determine what the future will bring. the bible is reality everything in this book is true god does not lie he will bring to pass every single word and not no jaw or tittle will be removed that he will not take care of i urge you by the mercies of god to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice which is your spiritual act of worship and that's romans 12 paraphrased i urge you to get into the word, memorize the word, hide it in your heart. They're already taking Bibles away other places. They're doing this. It is not far-fetched to think the things that we're talking about. It's not fun to think about it, but it's not far-fetched. And I, I'm getting back to another point. I started earlier talking about, yeah, I believe in the pre-trib rapture, and, I, and I'm and i not um, ignorant of Christian persecution. Christians are being persecuted more now than they ever have in the, in the history of the world, right? So just because I believe in a pre-trib rapture doesn't mean Christian persecution isn't possible. I don't know if you heard this, but there was recently a man that came into a church. I believe it was here in Tennessee and started to shoot. I don't know why. Doesn't matter why. The point is, is the enemy doesn't like you. He hates you. you know what you have good news you need to go out there and tell somebody about it just saying uh jesus loves you he died in your place he died because he loves you he gave you the greatest gift we can ever get eternal life you know so going quoting the psalmist what can man do to me the worst that man can do to you is kill you torture you kill you uh and then you'll be dead (laughs) Fear the one that can throw your soul into hell, though. That's more important. And hell is a real place. Our world wants to mock it, wants to make stupid shows about it. But the reality is, is that if you are not in a personal relationship with Christ and you are separated from that, hell is your destination, And I don't want any of you to go there, just so you know. I don't care who you are, even that scumbag pastor, I don't want him to go to hell. I would like to smack him upside his head, but I don't want him to go to hell, okay? Um, Because that's that's a place, it's weeping and gnashing of teeth where the fire is never quenched and the worm never dies. That is not going to be a pleasant place. I don't care who says it is. It's not, you know? Eternity with Christ, though, we're gonna get to sing a whole bunch, probably have great food. You know, it's just gonna be awesome with the Lord. So, how much do you want to see people set free who are in bondage? And I mean, believers, you know, those of you out there who are walking in fear, stop it. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. Period. Doesn't mean You can't feel your feelings, but don't stay stuck there. You know, get back into the word, memorize the word, take some magnesium. If you need to calm your body down, you know, sniff that lavender oil, do something if you're physiologically anxious, but remember the promises of God. God, God promised he would never leave us. He promised he would never forsake us because he loves us. He's a good God. He is a good God and he reigns forever and ever. Amen. All right. All right. So do me a favor. Uh, This coming week on Tuesday is Giving Tuesday. You know, one of the things here at Bible News Radio, also known as Heart Tug International, one of the things that we do uh, with the financial gifts that you give us is we actually text people every single day and we help we hold them accountable with Bible reading. If you want to be on my list, text Team Unstuck to 33222. I will tell you, as of today, we have sent out 113,339 texts in the last year. Over 100,000 texts have gone out to people on my list. Just want you to know that. If you want to be held accountable, uh, you want to be in a Bible study, I'm hosting a a Bible study called Breaking Free from Fear. Just message me. I'll let you in. It's closed. Registration's closed, but you know what? I'll let you in. Okay? Just message me. Contact me through our website, heartthug.com org or BibleNewsRadio.com. Join our email list. Um, get involved in a Bible study. Get into our Facebook group, Daily Disciples. We're in there reading the Bible every day. Yeah, I know. Some people are like, oh, Snoozeville. I'm going to hit that. <laughs> it's not. It is not Snoozeville. Don't think that. God is everywhere. So get into our group. Um, if you need counseling, we also offer that as well. But if, you know, you like what we do, please pray about what the Lord would have you give to us financially to help us with our budget. Um, And you can do that on Giving Tuesday, or you can do it through our website. Uh, There's a link there to donate to the nonprofit. Whatever gift you give is awesome. We're appreciative of it all. And the last thing I would ask is that you pray for us, too, because um, Randall's been looking for, he's, he's been applying for jobs all over, um, and so we're literally walking in faith. So if God lays it on your heart to help us out, that will help us. It will increase my faith. <laughs> and you know what? We want the perfect job for Randall um, to get, and um, I'm believing he will. God's going to provide it. I don't know how, but I don't know when, but I believe he will, uh, because people like you So, um, thank you. Have a great Thanksgiving tomorrow. Randall wants to say something. Go ahead.
1: Well, just in the spirit of the title of the show, we kind of touched on it earlier, but I want to wrap it up with a clear, uh, clear answer. I'm going to pose to you. How close are we to the rapture?
0: You're asking me? Yeah. Well, you know, the Bible says we don't know the day or the hour, but we can look at the signs. And I think the signs are all there. I think that's why so many Bible prophecy teachers are excited because all of these things are happening at once, right? And one of the biggest signs is Israel. When the whole world turns against Israel, which is happening, then we know we need to look up because our redemption is drawing near. Big time. I don't know about you. It excites me, but also scares me a little bit. (laughs) But I will say, wouldn't it be cool if we went... The rapture took place live when yeah. we were doing our show.
1: <laughs> Definitely. I we was like,
0: see ya. <laughs> that would be, um, yeah. So what, what do you think?
1: Uh, yeah, I, and um, I don't know. This, this kind of came up in a discussion I had last night in a men's group. But, uh, you know, I want to make clear when we started talking rapture and pre-tribulation rapture, this is not, it's not a, you know, get out of suffering free card. Uh, Paul told Timothy that those who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted Right. for us here in the States. It's getting strikes on our YouTube channel for people in other places is literally losing their head. It's being beheaded, uh, you know, church underground churches in China. Persecution is everywhere around the world for those who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus. Um, Talking about pre-trib rapture is not this, oh, this escapist, this escapist philosophy. Some are going to escape suffering. But there is a biblical um, pattern, a, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A uh, precedent. precedent. Yeah, a precedent.
0: Talking up to your age. Uh,
1: yes, I will. Whether you look at the flood in Genesis chapter 6, whether you look at uh, the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, whether you look, well, in the New Testament, the appeal of the writer to the uh, readers of the Epistle of the Hebrews, uh, and you can look at going back to destruction, of Babylon, whatever, uh, look at Daniel, look at, anyway, there is a biblical precedent for God taking his people out of a location before destruction, before judgment comes upon that place and so serious judgment yeah serious judgment not not trivial not just general tribulation i'm mid-trib don't hate me no problem uh weston that's this (laughs) Uh, yeah we don't
0: hate you at all (laughs)
1: yeah and that could be that could be mid-trib that could very well happen uh but i i don't see post-trib i just don't see a biblical precedent for um
0: and by the way um, thanks for watching again appreciate it
1: (laughs) Indeed, um, yeah. So um, you know the the old saying, you know, uh, you know, pre-millennial, post-millennial. You know, it's um, you know, or however it pans pan out tri- in the end. Yeah, right. pan tri- tribulation. You know, um, or pan millennial. Yeah, we don't know the day or the hour. But again, you look at the uh, the characteristics of the one world government and everything that's being that's hiding in plain sight, uh, things that are ramping up uh, and just attitudes and and, and apostasy, et cetera, et cetera, I mean the the seasons, the leaves sure do look like it's um, time is time is nearer than it ever has been. And so as Paul, uh, admonish Titus we should be looking for the the great hope and glorious appearing of you know the anyway, blessed hope and and appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ so
0: wrap it up harp
1: all right wrapped up
0: all right so happy thanksgiving everybody i hope you have a good time tomorrow be safe wash your hands pray before your meal <laughs> give thanks and just know that Randall and I are thankful for you. Um, remember, we our goal here is to reach the hearts of people one verse at a time, um, and to come alongside you. So I hope that uh, hopefully done that. And um, shoot me an email. Let me know what you think of the show. And we will see you, Lord willing, next time right here on Bible News Radio.